Huron City Radio. Huron City Radio. Huron. You've been listening to. Huron City Radio. Huron City Radio. You've been listening to. Huron City Radio's Midnight Hour. Greetings, landlubbers, and welcome back to the Midnight Hour here on Huron City Radio, broadcasting from the middle of the largest body of freshwater anywhere on the planet, and probably any other planet as well, for that matter. Well, tonight is the ooh, Halloween special. That's right, the time of witches, goblins, vampires, werewolves, Jehovah's Witnesses. So try to keep your wits about you in case we try to scare them out of you, right? But while we have fun with the fear, frights, and frolics, let's make sure we don't forget the true meaning of Halloween and think about, uh, think about, uh, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you know, so uh, <clears throat> uh, let's just try to keep that in mind this time of year. <clears throat> and now a word from tonight's sponsor. All the feckin' way from the Emerald feckin' oil to the Greywater area, Feckin' Father O'Donnell is shoved to announce the opening of a brand new branch of our unique fast food restaurant, Feckin' O'Donnell's. Our spudtastic menu features a half a pound of mashed potatoes burger, a feckin' lucky potato nuggets, a juicy potato filet of potato, or our healthy feckin' raw potato salad. All served with a bucket of french fried potatoes washed down with a Guinness or Bailey's steamed milkshake. Bring the whole feckin' family. Free copy of Finnegan's feckin' wake with every feckin' kid's meal. To be sure, to be sure. Choose O'Donnell's. Mm, hooray. Oh, finally a decent sponsor. And they sent some menu samples in a pair of traditional Irish brogues. Why, this quarter pound of mashed potato wedged between two thick slices of potato is it's really filling. A little cold, but... Oh, here's a nice touch. The uh, pickles are cut into a four-leaf clover. Shamrock. Oh, that actually is a bit of clover. <coughs> oh, that's better. Uh, anyway, welcome to the... Halloween special. We won't trick you with our treats we have lined up. <laughs> hey, look, I don't write all these, you know. <clears throat> but we will have our annual trick-or-treat phone-in plus Tom's Ghost Story Challenge all coming up on this special show along with the regulars of Tom's Top Tips, the Underwater Weather Report, the competition winner from last week, Tom's Poetry Pocket, plus the weekly drama with Witch in the Woods. But for now, if you'd like to be part of the trick-or-treat phone-in, all you have to do is... All right, here, if you're a kid, you need an adult's permission, okay? and an adult to be with you. And, and if you're an adult, you need that child you've coerced into being on the Midnight Hour to be beside you when you call. So all you have to do is call me, Tom Babajowski, here on the Midnight Hour, and I will have three guesses at what Halloween costume your child is dressed up in. If I guess correctly, then you go away empty-handed and somebody comes around and leaves a flaming bag of dog poo on your doorstep, courtesy of Huron City Radio. But if I don't guess, I, someone, We'll have to send you some of this candy. Mm -hmm. 
Mmm, 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 really crummy. Helps get rid of the clover taste, too. So, call in, same number as always, 666-3117-237-13. Now, what you call my producer on the mainland, uh, Gina, is it? We got that right? Gina left. Really? She said that about me? Jeez, young people. So, who are... Oh, an agency. Maybe more than one? Well, who the hell are you? Well, listeners, call in and speak to Carl, probably, and he'll get you lined up to play Tom's Trick or Treat here on the Midnight Hour Halloween Special. But next, first up, as usual, we have some music for you, and tonight we're lucky to have something in keeping with the mood of the show. And here are the Bram Strokers with a song to get you in the mood with Halloween Town. Look, there's a wolf man. Is he a wolf? Or is he a man? Yes, he's a wolf man. He'll eat your kids if he can. In Halloween Town, we're gonna scream now. In Halloween Town, in Halloween Town. Look, there's a vampire. She'll suck the blood right out of your neck. Cause she's a vampire. She's on fire, cause here comes the sun In Halloween Town We're gonna scream now In Halloween Town In Halloween Town Ghosts and phantoms, ghouls and goblins Banshees, witches, headless horsemen Give me Trying to frighten, scare me I'm undead, so you should fear me now Now who is this guy? Looks like a Frankenstein Two different colored eyes Oh, now you're gonna die You're a Frankenstein In Halloween Town Well, yes, probably the most literal Halloween song ever written. Anyway, they're, they're going to sing you another song later on. Boy, maybe we'll find out where they get their inspiration from. <laughs> Sounds like they get it from a used handkerchief. In uh, tonight's exclusive interview with the Bram Strokers, coming up much, much later. And what the hell is a Bram Stroker, anyway? What's that, Carl? It's a writer. Play on words? What is he wrote Dracula. Who did? What? Somebody actually wrote Dracula? Hey, Carl, just get on with it. <clears throat> anyway, now it's time to play Tom's Trick or Treat. So let's see who Carl's managed to find. Who do we have with their insomniac child tonight? Oh, 
I should have said no cheating. You have to be honest, all right? If I guess the Halloween costume correctly, you got to be honest. No bullshitting me, okay? That wouldn't be fair. So who do we have first up on spooky line number, uh, line number, oh, line number one. Hi, it's Eddie with little Samantha here. Oh, hi, Eddie. Hi, Samantha. Say hello to Tom. Hi, hi, Tom. Hello. So, are you all excited for Halloween? I love Halloween. I love dressing up, and I love putting my doggy in costumes. He's a hot dog this year with ketchup. And I'm dressing my kitty up. She's a lobster with claws. And we dress all the goats up, too. They're dressed as Emerson, Lake and Palmer, and Daddy likes to dress up as well. He's wearing this pretty yellow... Okay, okay, yes. Well, uh, let's start me guessing on what your Halloween costume is, Samantha, shall we? Huh? That's what this is now. It's Tom's Trick or Treat here on the Midnight Hour. Fire away, Tom. We're ready for you. Okay, so, uh, let me see. Are you, uh, are you a vampire? <laughs> no, a vampire. I'm not a vampire. <laughs> oh, one guess down. Well, I still have two more. Are you, uh, a werewolf? <gasps> no, silly. I'm not a werewolf. Yuck. Who wants to be a werewolf? All right, all right. Being a werewolf is a good thing to be at Halloween. It has to be in the top three things to dress up as, if you know Halloween properly like I do. <laughs> well, last guess, Tom. I know. <clears throat> not a vampire, not a werewolf, then you must, uh, you must be a scary Egyptian mummy. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Well, if you're not a vampire, a werewolf, or a mummy, then what the hell are you? I'm dressed up as a firefighter! A what? A firefighter! A vampire firefighter? No. Are you a werewolf firefighter? What's he talking about, Daddy? Uh, let's see, an Egyptian mummy firefighter? Look, Tom, she's she's just a firefighter. You, you know, someone who puts out fire. That's not very Halloween-y, is it? A firefighter? How was I supposed to guess that? Oh, come on, Tom. It's just a bit of Halloween fun. Uh, nobody dresses as a firefighter for Halloween. Well, I did. My God, what kind of parent are you? Look, Baba Chopsky, just let us know how we can get the candy, okay? I'm not sure you should have any. Oh, what? <gasps> we called it... No! Just, look, speak to Carl. He'll sort it out. Goodbye. Firefighter, huh? You don't dress your kid as a firefighter for Halloween. God, what is the world coming to? All right, let's hope we have someone with a proper costume this time. All right, who do we have online? Uh, let's see, line number line number one. Hello, you're through to the midnight hour Halloween special. Hello, this is Ingrid. Mm -hmm, hello, Ingrid. Now, uh, who do you have with you? Who's been allowed to stay up way beyond their bedtime? Bedtime is a social construct aimed at preparing children for a lifetime of working to the parameters of the military-industrial complex. Uh, what? Bathsheba chooses her own bedtimes. Bath... what? Who time? Bathsheba, say hello. Hello, Thomas. Bathsheba? What the... Uh, hello, uh, just call me Tom. As you wish. Hello, Tom. And hello to you, uh, Bathsheba. Uh, right. Uh, anyway, I'm guessing that guessing your costume isn't going to be easy. It all depends on what you call easy. So, uh, no vampires for you, I guess. No, not a vampire. Two guesses left. No, that wasn't a real guess. 
But she said, I guess. It was a rhetorical non-guess. Hey, my show, my rules. I did tell you this would happen with Shiva. Hey, I'm concentrating. You're, um, you're dressed as a zombie. That is incorrect, Tom. Funk it. And I have two guesses left, right? As you wish. Okay, so not a zombie. The kid's name is Bathsheba. A witch. You're dressed as a witch. Of course not. How obvious and predictable. Okay, okay. Must be, uh... Oh, it must be the Headless Horseman. (laughs) (laughs) What a silly man, Mother. I did warn you. Well, what the clams clackers are you then, huh? You want to tell him, Bathsheba? I am dressed up as Sir Alexander Fleming, the man who discovered penicillin. What? Who? I mean, wait, come on! That's ridiculous! She even has his gray hair and bow tie. No, that's even worse than the last one. Have we won some candy, Mother? Make sure you don't send us anything with gelatin in it or any of that gluten stuff I can't... Oh, man, this is going about as well as... Okay, so, uh, Carl, who do we have coming up? Coming up on line, uh... Ah, yes, of course. Line one. Hi! Great beyond, Tom. This is Laura. I'm here with my little treasure, Darren. Now, Darren, say hello to Mr. Babajowski. No! Come on, precious. You said you would be polite. No! Hello, Mr. Butt Biscuits. What? Your butt on skis? He said hello, Mr. Babajowski. No, he didn't. Ah, yes, he did. My son is very polite, aren't you, Darren? Where's the candy? I want candy. Polite, is he? He's nervous. This is his first time on the radio. I'm sure it'll be his first of many times on radio and TV. He's such a little star. Where's my candy? Oh, dear God. Let's just get this over with. Okay, so, uh, Darren, from the sounds of it, your costume is one of a spooky ghost. Oh, that's a good guess. <laughs> that's wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's not a ghost, you, you fart squeezer. Darren. Where's my candy? What did he just call me? Um, art pleaser. He said you were an art pleaser. What? That, that doesn't even make any sense. It's time for another guess, Mr. Babajowski. All right, your weird kid is dressed up as Frankenstein's monster. No, 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 you're wrong. <laughs> you're a Muppet lover. You love Muppets. <laughs> All right, hey, that's enough. You control your son Isn't now. Isn't he creative? <laughs> Where's my candy? Okay. Last guess. You're dressed... I want my candy! A freak. You're dressed up as a little freak. No! I want candy, Mommy. I want candy from the man in the metal box. Well done, Darren. And now nice Mr. Babajowski's going to send you some candy. You know what? I don't even care. Just leave your address with Carl, and you can feed him candy till his guts explode. You don't want to know what he's dressed as? No, no, I wouldn't want to know. Tell him, Darren. The Boston Strangler! I'm dressed as the Boston Strangler! I'm gonna strangle Boston! <laughs> hey, come here! Come here, my Christ little on beauty. a bike, what? Last year, he was Jack the Ripper! Ugh, it wasn't like this last time. It was really nice last year. 
Kids dressed up as werewolves, vampires, proper Halloween stuff. Not all this shit the kids had on tonight. It was fun, wasn't it, Eric? Eric? Oh, Eric, you're not here, are you? Oh, that's right. I have Carl to put up. What's that? Brenda. Shift change at the agency? So what, Carl's gone now? Sweet Fanny Adams. Ah. Oh. Eric. I miss you. All right, so what the fuck's next? Oh, that's right. Now it's time for... Tom's Ghost Story Challenge, where you try and scare the bejesus out of me for the chance to win some... Mm, some candy of your own. You know what? I've seen the world. I've been around the block. Seen some strange and unexplainable things, so... Gonna be awfully difficult to get my sphincter to loosen even a little bit. Alright. Who's the first storyteller trying to cause my lips to tremble and my teeth to chatter here on line, uh. Oh, line one. Hello, you're through to Huron City Radio. Good evening, Tom. Uh, good evening to you, sir. What's your name and what tale of ghoulish ghastliness have you got for us all tonight? Yeah, my name's Mikey, and I'd like to tell you the tale of something that happened to me, Tom. Happened? To you? Yes, that's correct. To me. Okay, well, let's hear it then. It happened near the lake. What, this lake? Yes, Lake Huron. Uh, okay, go on. One day, my friend Nate and I had arranged to go fishing. He said he found a cool place along the shore with a access to a good fishing spot, somewhere where no one usually goes. Come on, Mikey, this is supposed to be a ghost story, not the fishing tip section of the show. Anyway... Anyway, yes? Yeah, I got to this spot, he told me. A little narrow path from some trees, and there was this little house like a farm cottage, not too far from the lake. I couldn't remember him saying anything about a house. This is going somewhere, right? And as I walked past, a window was open, and I could smell that something was baking inside. And then an old woman's face appeared in the window, and it gave me a jump a bit. An old woman baking is not the scariest thing I've heard, to be honest, Mikey. And she said to me, would you like a cookie? There's cinnamon and lavender. And not wanting to be impolite, I took one. I put it in my pocket for later. Or maybe not, because it did sound like an odd flavor. That it? When I got to Nate, I asked him if he'd seen an old woman in her house, and that I didn't remember him talking about there being a house over that way, and he looked at me as if I was talking out of my ass. Yeah, I'm kind of getting the same vibe here, Mikey, to be honest. And he said, you mean that old ruin of a cottage with just two walls standing? Show me. So we walked back, and there, sure enough, in the place where I'd seen a house and an old woman who'd given me a cookie, there was this crappy old shed of a building. No doors, just two walls, overgrown with grass and shrub. So, uh, you'd come by a different house? No, Tom. It was in exactly the same place as I'd seen the old woman's house. Uh, so it had fallen down really quickly? No, Tom. The house that I saw there was no longer there. Sure as I'm talking to you. Really? And when I reached into my pocket to show him the cookie she'd given me, I pulled out nothing but a handful of gray dust. Gray dust? Like, uh, cinnamon and lavender dust? No, Tom. Fine gray dust. Like ground bones. So, uh, how did the fishing go that day? We didn't go fishing. We ran home, told our parents, and they told us that they knew of an old woman who lived in the woods by the lake, but she had died 30 years ago. <clears throat> well, uh, thank you, Mikey. She'd been murdered. Murdered because she I had said thank you, Mikey! 
Not a good start. A story about fishing, baking, and memory loss. Let's hope we have something more apt for the Halloween special next with our next caller coming up on line, uh, uh, line number one. Hello, Mr. Bobajovsky. My name is Lily. Oh, hello, Lily. Uh, you have a good story for me? I have a tale from the bottom of the lake. Okay, but is it is it a scary story? I mean, it can be from the lake, I suppose. But it does have to be scary. You can make up your own mind about that. Okay. You see, there once was a young girl who dreamed of becoming a mermaid. Ah, don't we all? She found a necklace on the beach one day and convinced that it belonged to a mermaid. She wore it always. That's a bit uh, tenuous. For she hoped that one would appear in the lake and come and speak to her. Was she? Each morning and evening she walked the shore, praying for a sign that something was out there, something that would bring magic to her life. What do you mean, like a, like a card trick, something like that? Her friends and family thought her crazy and foolish, but she always felt that one day a mermaid would come and she never took that necklace off. And it was on one All Hallows' Eve, a night... As black as coal, when walking alone, that she spied something moving. Something making gentle ripples on the lake. Well, what was it? Uh, a walleye or something? She could not believe her eyes. Could this be true? Could this be the thing she had always dreamed of that was now swimming her way? As it moved closer, her heart pounded with expectation. Oh, come on, don't stop. She ran into the cold water, not caring that it reached above her waist and made her unsteady. And there it was, the flash of scales, a thick, powerful tail propelling the creature her way. It rose out of the water and dove down, emerging close enough to touch. She could not tell if it were male or female, but the eyes shone such a blue she had never seen. So bright, like the light of the sky had been sucked within and now looked out at her. So, so not a walleye The person smiled, and the girl's heart melted like snow in the hot sun, and she wanted more than anything to give herself over to the mysterious beauty. She reached out and felt the fingertips of the creature, wet and ripe with energy and she let herself be held firm and arms so strong uh, okay she felt its grip tighten as she was taken inwards deeper into the lake until her feet could no longer touch the bottom the water rose above her neck she called for help but the merperson held firm their smile now gone Blue eyes replaced with dark pits. Oh, dear Lord. As they swam deeper still, breath began to leave her body, and panic seized her soul. She wrenched her necklace asunder and, freeing both her arms, did wrap it fast around the neck of her captor. Her swift actions took the merperson by surprise, and she held on tight with all her strength Anger replaced her fear and she pulled tighter on the cord with all her power until the darkness in those mer-creature's eyes faded and its lifeless body drifted downward to the bottom of the lake. Uh, that it? Really? 
Where's the ghost? It's supposed to be a ghost story challenge. I mean, I, mean, I thought there might be the ghost of the girl if she died, but she didn't. And uh, By the way, what did happen to her? The girl stopped looking for things that were not real. Things that were nothing but illusions to try and trap her, and she was fine. She gave up on what could never be, and found happiness in things that were always waiting for her to discover on the safe, dry land. So, no ghost. Brilliant. Oh, yes. There is a ghost. The vengeful ghost of the merperson who every Halloween comes looking for the prey they lost, looking for someone fresh to take down to the bottom of the lake. What the? Good night, Tom. Take care. Hey, now, hang on. Uh, I, I better, I, I better go see what that is. Uh, what's that, Brenda? Really? Another caller? Okay, put him through. Hello, hello, you're through to the midnight hour. What's your story? Hi, Tom. Good to be back on the midnight hour. This is Professor Seth Phillips. Professor Syphilis? Uh, no, pr Professor Phillips. Seth Phillips, a lecturer in Anomalous Phenomena at the New Huron Community College for the Truly Gifted. Oh, I, I thought I recognized your voice. You've been on before. Yes, I, I have been on before. That is correct. Well, you teach bullshit at the taxpayer's expense, if I remember correctly. Uh, well, I'm, I'm calling in with a ghost story. Would you like to hear it? Well, as I'm effectively paying your wages, yeah, yes, I would. Fire away, Professor. It is a rather spooky nautical tale. I live out here. Uh, I'm unshakable. It is a tale of the mad captain, James McMillan. You ever heard of James McMillan, Tom? No, some, uh, some dead guy? Well, he did live long ago, and as for if he's dead or not, well, just listen. I am listening, jeez. There was once a small schooner commissioned by the leader of the cult of St. Wendell of Huron County, named the Sea Shadow. It was as black as night, designed to slip into Canadian waters undetected to waylay cargo ships. I see. These ships could never see it coming. James McMillan, the captain, would paint himself in pitch as camouflage, and he would stalk the deck, a shadow of a shadow. He was ruthless and left a swath of dead bodies and penniless sailors in his wake. A man with a black soul on a black ship. Okay, this is more like it. One day he came across a little gray boat all alone in the middle of the lake. A, a little gray boat, you say? He bared down on the boat under full sail, gliding as silent as the death he brought with him. He covered himself in black pitch once more, left his crew on the sea shadow, and boarded the little gray boat all alone, believing that his fearsome appearance would be enough to frighten the crew into compliance. He was right. The boat only had a crew of five men, with ten passengers in the hold. The men threw down their swords, believing that this shadow was a demon come to bring a reckoning for sins they had committed. Cowards! Captain McMillan demanded that everyone aboard strip themselves of their valuables and line up on the edge of the deck. Everyone complied, except for one old woman. She clung to her small gold chain necklace and stood firm in the center of the ship, defying this shadowy demon that had disrupted her voyage. Uh, good for her. Captain McMillan drew his sword and put it to the old lady's neck and said, You can live as a woman without finery, or you can die to feed fish evermore. 
Unfazed by the sharp steel against her throat, she stared into his eyes and said, And you can live as a man without mercy, or die to be a shadow evermore. Ooh, get you, Grandma. There was something in the woman's eye, something in the way that she addressed him so casually that gave him pause. He had seen hardened soldiers weep under his gaze, yet this woman, this woman, frightened him. He went back to the sea shadow without a word of explanation to the crew and locked himself in his quarters. Ha! <laughs> Serves him right. For three days, the sea shadow was as silent as the grave. On the fourth day, the door opened to the captain's quarters and out stepped Macmillan. Unable to wash off the pitch, he had taken a razor blade and peeled the pitch and most of his skin off of his flesh. Ew! He stumbled out of his cabin, a bloody mess. Razor still in his hand, pure terror in his eyes. He just kept repeating, I'm just a shadow, just a shadow, just a shadow, just a shadow, just a shadow. Well, fancy that. He felt dead on the deck of his ship, surrounded by men who had never seen him show fear. They buried the captain at sea, and decommissioned the sea shadow. The crew said their captain had been cursed, and he would spend his eternity searching for that gray ship, craving vengeance, caught between terror and rage. To this day, there are reports of people on travel lakes being woken up in the middle of the night by the incessant recitation, barely audible over the ship's engines. Just a shadow. Just a shadow. Just a shadow. No shit. Well, there you go, Tom. Is that uh, good enough for your ghost story challenge? Uh, hello? Uh, Professor Phillips, are, are you there? Hello? Brenda, Brenda, what's happened? Brenda? Brenda? Oh. Well, that was the end of the ghost story challenge. Thank fuck. So now it's time, quickly, to move on to Tom's top tips. Tom's top tips. What the, the freaking freak is, is going on? Uh, Brenda? Uh, sorry, listeners. Did you hear that? Uh, quickly, I gotta go see what it is. Or, or, or do I? It's probably nothing. Uh, anyway, here, here's this week's drama, Witch in the Woods. Brenda, are you there? Carl, anybody? In the original Midnight Hour, you would now be listening to the Huron City radio drama, The Witch in the Woods. You can find these in the original Midnight Hour podcast or on Huron City Radio Drama Presents podcast. Or visit our website at huroncityradio.com. And now, back to Tom Babajowski. Well, that was interesting. Someone else on a little boat, miles from anywhere. Uh, sorry about the uh, technical difficulties, listeners. Hopefully everything is back to normal now. And I don't seem to have quite found out where that noise was coming from or if there really was any noise. But well, anyway, right now it's time to let you know about the wonderful events coming to Huron City in the Greywater area. 
To start with, this Saturday night, the Huron City Swingers Society will be hosting a unique trunk or treat event held in the parking lot of the Leprechaun Pub. One partner will throw their car keys into a bucket and pick out another set at random with the surprise spouse tied up shibari style and secured in the trunk of the car. All genders, persuasions, and ages welcome. Must have a side waiver. Halloween costumes optional. And news that the local Haunted House Collective are... What? What's happened to my music? Brenda? Ah, oh, she's not again. Uh, Brenda, are, are you there? Damn it. Hello? Is anyone there? course there isn't anybody there just those stupid stories playing tricks on me oh, feeling a little dizzy but then i have been eating a lot of candy yeah that must be it huge sugar rush making me hear things and now time to find out what's going on at the bottom of the lake with our underwater weather girl wendy abalone wendy hello Hello? Tom? Tom? It's... It's pretty dark down here tonight. Uh... Tom? Tom? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Wendy. Can you hear me? Tom? Oh, I don't like it! Oh no! What's that? Tom? Tom? Tom, can you hear me? Can you heal me? Wendy? 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 Hello? Wendy? Brenda, oh, what a night of shite. Where is everyone? <laughs> What's that smell? Is it cinnamon and lavender? No, it was just that idiot Mikey's stupid fishing story. The, it's just the power of suggestion. <laughs> Now that, that's definitely lavender. Hello? Who's? Oh, of course there's no one here. I'm in, I'm in the middle of the lake on a, a little gray ship. Oh, sweet baby boo, what the hell was that? Hello? Hello, you, you stay away, I'm armed. I have, I have a not a flamethrower somewhere. Shit, not the lights. Oh, I can't see anything. Ah, my shin. Oh, my toe. Oh, my face. What is that? Dear Lord, what now? Where's my phone? My phone has a light. Poop logs. Where is it? Where is it? What what is that? Oh, here's my phone, and it's it's tiny light. Oh, let's see out on deck. Oh, oh Mother Murphy! It didn't have legs. It was slithering across the deck. Oh, come on, chair. Stick under the handle. 
Oh, it can't be. Can't be. It looked. It looked like Lily's mermaid monstrosity. Oh God, this is nonsense. Go away, please. Could you just get the fuck away from me? Look, you can't come in here. You can't ruin my show. No, what, what, come on, you little shitball. Oh, geez, what was that? There's, there's nothing there. I, I just had a fight with myself? Well, that was a lot of candy I ate. Because there's nothing there. I must have imagined it. But no, I, I saw it. No, it was it was that tail, the, the sugar. It's, it's dark. Well, so dark, as black as pitch. I can't even see my own, my own shadow. Christ! What was that? Just a shadow. No, Just not you. A shadow. Not Macmillan. Go away, you mother, mother. Just a shadow. Just a shadow. Just. Stay away. Please don't hurt me. I'm young. I don't want to be a shadow. I don't want to be a shadow. Just a shadow. Please leave me alone. <laughs> It isn't my little gray ship! Just a shadow! Ah! No! Get away! Get away! Just oh, get off me! Listening to the Midnight Hour with me, Tom Babajowski. I'd like to thank. Uh, what do I need to do to thank? Oh, that's right. Uh, the, the people who called in uh, with the kids and, and the costumes. Uh, we would be sending candy to you, but I, I appear to have eaten all the candy, so sorry about that. Yes, that's right. Just too much candy, that's all. Some of it was very cheap quality, too. And of course, thank you to O'Donnell's for sponsoring the show, though I, I don't feel very hungry now. I can't face the potato chip cookies they sent. Thanks to the Bram Strokers for, well, for, for trying. The only silver lining to tonight's technical difficulties was we, we didn't have to listen to another song of theirs. But of course, thanks as usual to Wendy. Oh, oh dear God, poor Wendy. Brenda, Brenda, are you there? Please, we, we have to see what happened to Wendy. Brenda? Who's that? Oh, oh, it's Peter now, is it? Fuck's sake. Anyway, Pete, no, Wendy's, Wendy's okay, you say? You sure? Oh, so that's some good news. All shall be well. And all shall be well, I guess. I wonder how your Halloween went, Eric? 
You have been listening to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio with Tom Babajowski. You've heard the voices of Tom Babajowski, Jake Buckley, Emily Coggle, Sarah Propotnik, Anson Patloff, Eleanor Ferguson, and Aisha Kandisha. Tom's Top Tips jingle was sung by Giovanna Greco. Halloween Town was written by Jake Buckley and performed by our musical guests, the Bram Strokers, who are Jake Buckley, Stephen Coutts, Daniel Williams, and Emily Coggle, and was recorded and produced by Stephen Coutts at the Haberdasher Studios. This show was created by Daniel Williams and was written by Daniel Williams and Jake Buckley with additional material from Tom Babajowski and Jamie Leslie. Production and editing are by Daniel Williams. The Midnight Hour is recorded at Parallel Studios and is a Huron City radio show for Albion Media.